Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to episode one of Butterflies Talk Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's that? We've got in the house today, Mr. Echo Quarte. Okay. Yes, that's right. And I've asked you to come on and be my first guest um, on the show just to, um, as I begin to explain and explore why I have decided to start this podcast and shine a light on subjects that are really close to my heart. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you having me as number number one. Number one, yeah, yeah, yeah. only, yeah, number one spot goes to you. Bringing, bringing the fans in, you know, you know <laughs> just... It is what it is. It is what it is. When you do what you do, you do what you do, you know? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I suppose, I suppose my question to you is as, as much as um, it is a privilege to be number one is uh, why are you making a podcast? Mm, okay. So do you know what, right? I have over the last couple of years, I have been through a lot. Okay. Um, you know, with the, you know, I've, I've, I've lost my brother during that time. We've had COVID. Um, we've had, you know, different things like Brexit. And now we've got the economic crisis and stuff like that. And I meet and see so many different people every day. Um, so I talk to a lot of people and I not only have I experienced a lot of stuff myself, I, you know, have a window into other people's lives and what they're experiencing on a daily basis. Mm. Um, and there are some subjects that I'd love to shine a light on. Um, when I started my weight loss business, I remember saying that if I could just help one person um, to feel the freedom and um, peace of mind that I did with losing that weight, then job done. And I guess that's why I've started this, because if I can shine a light on a subject and one person is listening and they say, that sounds like me too. And thank you. That was a help. I know where to go to get some help and support. I'm not alone. My feelings are valid. Um, then, yeah, that that that's the whole purpose to just shine a light on some subjects that are really close and passionate to my heart and help people. I love that. I love that a lot. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Uh, well then, I suppose. What, what do you wanna? What do you wanna? Yeah. You wanna so you know with? what? I, I guess. Yeah, who, who am I? Who's butterfly? Why am yeah, I butterfly? Yeah. Is is a really quite a good question. So yeah, you know, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, you because you changed your 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 name on WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Um, I keep searching Deborah Adams. I'm like, where's she gone in my phone? And it said butterfly Adams. So um, so yeah, so okay, butterfly so Adams. I guess for me, um, the story of a butterfly, it didn't start with anything that I do now. This has been something that um, I have had a love of butterflies since I was a kid. Before butterflies were a thing, okay? I was, you know, you'll see pictures of me as a kid with my arms out because I wanted to be a butterfly. Um, and I was just fascinated with the journey of them and just how the journey of a butterfly starting off as a caterpillar and then it persevered and transformed into this beautiful butterfly. I just have always found it fascinating. Um, as I got older and I, I began to go through storms of my own, that journey of a butterfly has given me so much strength because I draw yeah. from the fact that if the butterfly had given up, then it would never get get to the end. And I've just really focused on in on that during some really difficult challenges. Um, yeah. It then, as as my career changed and life evolved it just fits so well with what I do now. Um, the name butterfly was first given to me. It was like a little 
thing between me and my oldest brother. He first, because of my fascination, he was the one that started calling me butterfly and actually took this obsession that I had within my family seriously. Mm. Um, he would go wherever he went. If he saw one, he would take a photo. He would, or, or if he saw a souvenir, he would buy it. Um, so that's where the name came from. Um, and you actually- there's, there's something interesting about uh, butterflies. You just heard to interrupt you. You just made me realize is, um, and I can't, I, you know, I, I hope, I hope this is factual. Don't fact check me, but supposedly when, when a caterpillar is, is uh, in the cocoon metamorphosizing mm-hmm. um, and that last, so when it's struggling, it starts breaking. And I, I used to know the word of the, ex, well, it, anyway, cocoon and it's, do, it's doing its thing. Um, <clears throat> there's a story about uh, this guy, he was watching this butterfly try and release and uh, he was watching the struggle and he didn't, it, and it was like, I don't think it's going to make it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to make it out of this cocoon. So he was like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me help. So just, just prize it open a bit. And out comes this big bodied, tiny winged, can't fly thing. Because that, that final struggle to break out of the cocoon, that is the last, that final breakout is the, um, is the last part of the journey uh, Absolutely. for them to become the butterflies that they're meant to be. That's right. Um, and that actually is what I was, I've, I've, I've always been fascinated with when the, I remember being in school and the teacher saying, don't touch it. You can't touch it. Just allow it to be. Um, mm. And I've felt like times like that in my life, I've literally felt, yeah, just leave me alone and just allow me. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I guess another th- important fact is a butterfly can't see its wings. All right. Mm-hmm. And there are so many times in, in, in our journey in life that we can't see ourselves. We cannot see how beautiful we are and, and, and who we have become. And it takes others around to, you know, to point it out. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean that you're not. OK, mm-hmm. so I'm often f- pointing out to people, do you know what? I Because I can see the beauty in so many things. You may not be able to see it, you know, but I pray that one day you will be, be able to look in your reflection and just see how great you really are. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's therein. Yeah. Um, plus yeah. the fact that my dad did call me Deborah. Come on now. Like I have like <laughs> in the 70s, Deborah, the most common name that my dad could think <laughs> of, he found and gave that to me. And I've always complained about it. Right. Um, there was always three in the classroom, Debbie, Deborah and D. And so, yeah, <laughs> anybody that doesn't know me very well, they will call me Deborah. But mm. people that know me, they all know that. Right. Yeah. This is associated with me. OK. OK. Oh, well. Mm. Well, butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm Echo Corti, and that's the name I was given at birth. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got no interest in intro. Um, actually, you know what? I, is, uh, one thing I did want to say is, where do moths exist on this on this butterfly sketch? Because I've always, I, <laughs> for anyone who's just listening, she has just put her hand up and pushed them to the side. They are yeah. not part of the butterfly family at no, all. <laughs> no, no, no. But butterflies are beautiful. They're colourful. They're, 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 you know, it's, my fascination is with butterflies. Definitely mm. not moths. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I, I guess um, you know. Let's just let's dive straight in. Okay. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, th- for me, um, if anybody doesn't know, my story is that um, I had struggled with my weight for as long as I can remember, all right? So um, eight, I think I was 18 when I first attended um, my first um, yeah, fat club, as they used to call it. Um, when I look back on my photos, I didn't, I wasn't overweight. 
All right. Um, I didn't like my shape. Okay. I had um, genetically a bottom, which I absolutely disliked. And I want, I started wanting to lose weight so that I could, could change that. This bum could not get into jeans. Okay. Um, (laughs) The old Levi's of back in the day, right. They weren't fitting in. So I, that's when I started. And so I've done most diets that there is out there. You know, I'd start off great, lose my motivation, whatever it is. The children would come, I'd try different things and start off great. And then it would um, peter off. And this went on for years, years and years and years, fluctuating. And normally two stone, three stone would be my peak. I'd put on a couple of stone, get it off, put on a couple of stone, have a baby, get it off. Um, Until um, with my last child, um, it was a horrendous pregnancy. All right. So a blood clot to the lung um, left me in a hospital bed for most of my pregnancy um, on steroids and all sorts. Um, and I began to balloon. I was in St. George's Hospital in Tootin. They have a Marks and Spencer's. My husband mm. can't cook. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he would just be buying me takeaways and I ballooned. I gained eight stones in seven months. All right. Um, eventually, when they put me to sleep to deliver my son, I remember, um, and after a stint in intensive care, because the clock moved, um, I, I flatlined, they brought me back and came around in intensive care. And as part of that process, they weighed me in the hospital. Um, and I remember weighing in at 20 stone eight and them saying to me that you're going to have a heart attack within the next seven years if you don't get that weight off. So this was no longer about aesthetics. This was my health. Okay. Mm. Um, but I had done this diet before for my wedding. Um, I knew it worked. So as soon as I could, I just got straight back on it and got that weight off. Now, one of the things that I was very aware of when I was at my heaviest was this, when it was no longer, when I'd gained a significant amount of weight, it affected me mentally. Mm-hmm. All right. I began to suffer from anxiety. I remember I had my son, when you have a baby, people want to come and visit. I didn't want to be seen. I was literally having a panic attack. I remember somebody was had arranged to come and visit me in the hospital. And I can remember calling and making an excuse because I didn't want them to visit and saying that I was really unwell and I needed to rest. But in fact, I didn't want them to see me. Mm. Um, when I came home, I don't have any photos with my son. Um, I didn't want to be in front of the camera. You know, the, receiving invitations filled me with dread, absolute mm. dread. Um, I didn't want to go. I didn't feel comfortable. Um, That then had a ricochet effect on my relationship. All right. So if I don't feel sexy, I had all these, I had like three lines in my back. I I, I lost my confidence in front of my husband, you know, so I found myself that I would, was, you know, be coming out of the bathroom, wrapping up in my towel or my dressing gown or my covering up in my nightie. I wasn't walking around like I normally would because I felt awful. All right. And I thought, well, if I don't like what I look like in the mirror, he's not going to like it too. All right. And whilst he didn't say anything of such, I just had a real, yeah, I I didn't like myself. So um, again, returning to work after maternity leave, you know, again, I remember standing outside my office block, having a panic attack, Mm. knowing that the last time these people saw me, you know, I was a size 12 and now I'm walking back in and I'm a size 22. Um, What are they going to think? What, what, you know, what are they going to see? I had a management position where I was, responsible for yeah telling people what to do now again my job was impacted because I didn't feel in control of myself and therefore didn't feel that I had the right to be in control of anybody else so it was really messing with my head um 
and I felt uncomfortable in social settings. I didn't want photos. So in photographs, I'd put position myself at the back or hold the camera up in the air. So the angle wasn't, you know, to, looking for a favorable ang- angle on the camera. Those yeah. kind of things is what I was doing. So um, as soon as I could, I just got straight back on um, and started to tackle that weight loss and my confidence became, you know, started to come back. Um, but along that journey, um, I began to meet other people and my knowledge began to grow that, you know, with this weight, um, that people are overweight for so many different reasons. For me, it was um, medical, um, mm. but I also identified that I was an emotional eater mm. and I'd been doing it since childhood, okay? Um, the highs of chocolate and sweets mm-hmm. um, numbed pa- the pain of so many different experiences growing up um, that, I, that, that I had been through. So I would turn to food for comfort. That was something, that was my treat, Mm. You know, that was my feel good. And I told myself I deserved that. All right. Um, so when I had to really face that addiction, as I call it, um, and remove that from the equation, I then had to learn to sit with those feelings mm. and find another way to um, to, to feel to feel better mm. and not turn to food. Yeah. I, it's funny, those... Um emotional eating as a like a coping mechanism yeah is it's so it's so wild how um how like irrational it can be sometimes mm. like and how um how it, obviously the longer it goes on how like instinctual it is yeah that yeah. it's 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 as if it's as if you can you can hear bad news it's like oh um your car MOT is going to be 1,500. Okay, perfect. I'll go buy a McDonald's. We can pick up 20 selects. Yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah. Um, or it's like, um, or I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a parent, but like I can imagine, oh, mom, this has happened at school. Okay, cool. So how do I, how do I numb this enough to be able to deal with the thing I have to deal with? Yeah. It, I, I, for me, yeah. yeah. I, for, I, I would stomp to the shop. If I was upset, I'm going to the shop and I know exactly what I'm going to do. It's going to make me feel better. I'm going to have a cup of tea and a flake. <laughs> that that was my go-to mm. um, because, yeah, that's going to make me feel better. A bit of chocolate is going to ease that pain. Um, and I would, and invariably, yeah, one chocolate, maybe I'd, if, if I was being really like, I'd go back and get another chocolate. Or if I'm going to have some biscuits, I'm going to sit down. Coffee cake was my real like go-to um and i'd have a slice yeah i'd have a slice Mm. of coffee cake and then i'd have another slice and then another slice um and get that my dopamine fix from the sweets and chocolate Mm. um did it cure the problem no it didn't um and there are so many people that are in that situation doing exactly as i did for 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 so many different reasons have been been doing it for so long Mm -hmm. that that is now their norm that is their norm. And then it's breaking those cycles and changing that, which is what, you know, obviously I'm, I'm working with people to do. To do. I mean, um, in, in, lo- <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to um, my, my emotional eating habits. Mm-hmm. I say back, I, I, I often, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's always completely behind me. Mm-hmm. But um, just reflecting, but like, I remember there was a time when, um, I, so I'm lactose intolerant. Um, anyone that doesn't know, 
what that means that means i can't i can't have milk mm-hmm. the, the 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 cows the cow's milk is not good for me and i'm highly lactose intolerant and um Wait, is there a rating to this to this podcast video? Yeah, it doesn't no. matter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and view it. Yeah, it, it, like uh, bubbling, bubbling, and flatulence is. Right. Uh, let me just, let me just, let me just say, and and it's painful, it's yeah. painful. Um, but for some strange reason, I remember in lockdown, um, I would, I fell in love with um, dime. It's like these dime little robin chocolate eggs. Right. And because they had them at Poundland. And obviously I went for my walk because lockdown, you know, you could do your walk. Went my for my walk into town and I would pick I'd go to Poundland. And uh, we all know what's how much stuff costs at Poundland. It's a pound. Mm-hmm. And I'd spend 40, 50 pounds, 60 pounds. One time I think I spent 70 pounds just on sweets, sweets and chocolate. And I'll sit in my bed and I'll just, I'll watch video. Com- it was comedy videos. At least it was something that uh, entertained me. But I just, I just wanted, I wanted to be numb. I wanted to be numb mm. and, and just enjoy, just, mm-hmm. just enjoy and not think, not mm-hmm. stress, not worry and mm-hmm. just disappear. And I remember, and it would always, it would always be, the the first bite is always the, is always the best. And then you're always chasing everything after that because has for me at least I can it 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 wasn't the food because if it was the food then I could have had one and gone "Mm, those chocolate dime eggs are delicious cool I look forward to my next one but beyond beyond to the point that like you let me give you a second one uh the confessional uh I love peanut butter as well luckily there's most of them don't have milk in them and um but everyone knows the viscosity of peanut butter mm. peanut butter is that that's a that's a spread mm-hmm. and i was uh, by the spoonful i was like it pretty much spatula full just taking and i remember there was a moment where i went to take a breath and i couldn't i was like <laughs> as i and it just flashed through my head i was like if they find me dead <laughs> in my flat <laughs> in my in my boxes <laughs> A tub, <laughs> one kilogram tub of of pippa nut, the spoon, the spoon in the ladle in my hand, and me on the floor just with peanut butter coming out. I was and like, I had to drink like a liter of water, and I was like, wow, just literally spooning it in. But but but, I, but then yeah, do you know yeah. you're not. But there's so many people that will say that once they start, they can't stop. You mm. know that that it's it's not something that is easily controlled. You know, you open like if your addiction is to crisps, you get a multi-pack, you have one packet, but you'll then go and have another one and another one and another one, which is what it's designed to do. All right. That 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 that's what those foods are designed to do. They put the stuff in that's going to draw you in. And if it's giving you that high, it's no different to the person who says that they've gone and done a done some crack and then they're gonna go, they go back and get some more. It's mm. exactly the same. All right. If you're addicted and it, that is giving you the high and the buzz mentally and physically that you want, that's what's drawing you in. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me something in my eye. There we go. We're good now. We're good. We're good. I'm okay. <laughs> right. So, 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 so those are the things that I, I guess, you know, that th- those addictions, those things that are drawing in is what, yeah, I guess, you know, some of the subjects that we want to talk about and it's, that's how we use food. All right. Mm. And have used food to, um, to numb some of the things that actually there are other things and other things that we can, we can do to cope with it. All right. Um, because 
you know, with with food, one of the things that, again, as we both know, it doesn't just end there with that, oh, I've had 10 chocolates. It's the feelings and emotions after. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be, you know, the guilt. I shouldn't have done that. My clothes aren't fitting. I'm now overweight. I feel mm-hmm. sick. I'm in pain. Right. I'm uncomfortable. I'm embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you hear stories of people that the, the food wasn't even theirs. They stole it from their kids. Right. And, you know, you, you've bought their treats and they've left it on the side and they're like, mum, where's my chocolate? And you're Where like, did you leave it? <laughs> this time, you know, you've eaten it. <laughs> you've eaten it. Right. So when you're addicted, there's no stopping. You will go in and take things that don't even belong to you, okay, Um, that you didn't purchase it. I'm pretty sure uh, Deliveroo uh, thinks seven people live in my house. I'm at, at, like, sometimes they come and I'm, it it nearly got to the point where I was like, yeah, yeah, it's here. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll bring it through. Thank you very much for my order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Adam. And like, I was they they're sat, they're sat on their scooters being like, Echo Corti, Jesus Christ. This guy again. This is the fifth time this evening. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. It. Right. Okay. And 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 it's you know what? The thing about it is sometimes it it, it when you're in the depth of it you don't even realize that you're doing it to that extent sometimes it takes for somebody else to point it out to you and you take two steps back and you think oh my god you know what I mean what 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 have I been doing to myself and actually is this actually curing any of the pain that I'm in all right because I know when I look back on all of those times yeah it made me feel good in that moment but actually the pain that I got after it it it, it was it and the guilt and the embarrassment and the shame it, it just wasn't worth it all right. Mm. So with the help and support um, of a coach, I was able to overcome that um, and now sit in a seat where I am meeting people every single day who are in a similar position to me for different reasons. And that is, you know, it could be work stress, relationship stress, stress with their children, you know, um, the, the, the medical stress. OK, mm. d- depression and anxiety, all different reasons that have led them to um, be eating to excess and using food as their, their 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 go to and their drug to deal with the situation. Um, and so I'm here saying, come, you know what, let's talk about these things. Right. Mm. Let's 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 shine a light on them. Let's talk about it. How is this behavior that we have impacting your life, your 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 relationships, how you engage with others, your social life? Like, how is it? How is it impacting your sex life? Like, what's really going on? Like, mm. because these are the things that people don't want to talk about. All right. And they think that they're all alone. Yes. Do you, you know that, 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 that the dread that fills you when you book that ticket to go away on holiday and you're fearful that you've got to have an extension belt? You know, those, you know, the, the comments or the sniggers from people that you experience um, when you're walking down the street, the discrimination that you may experience, not only um, in the workplace, but friends and family in the in the in the shops when you're going to buy clothes, the, the side eyes that you get when you do walk into a McDonald's, you know, and you're and you're way overweight. They're thinking, you know, what's she doing here again, as you just described. Um, and it's about how how those things like actually impact you um, mentally Um uh, yeah, I, I, th- th- there are several things, you know, m- mental health. All right. Um, particularly with our young, um, well, not even young, with our black males. 
out there. No, no, no. Call you know me who call you, you can call. You can call me young. No, you're not. You're not young. All right. No, no, no. You're um, no, 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 no. <laughs> men and mental health. We, ha you know, men and mental health. They have the highest um, suicide rates. Okay, and why is that? It's because we're, we're not talking. It's yeah. a shame to be experiencing a problem. You know, men aren't talking. So it's about, yeah, let's dip into that. Let's let, let's talk about that. Um, you know, I, I meet women every day who are suffering, you know, with, you know, with painful periods and everything that goes alongside that, you know, having IVF problems conceiving which is then leading them to comfort eat etc mm. and it's just like let's talk about some of these problems let's let's normalize talking mm -hmm. all right um <laughs> which just so happens to be something that i like to do which is <laughs> which is why yeah i i thought you know what i'm 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 gonna start talking all right mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and 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 shining a light on you know not on some of the stuff that i've experienced in my life whether that be challenging relationships i had a few <laughs> yeah, had a few, right? Um, which again had a really serious impact on my mental health. You know, I'm not afraid to say to people, I felt like there's been days when I felt I couldn't carry on. Right? There has been days when I have felt that mm, maybe this place would be better off without me. No one's even gonna notice if I'm not here anymore. Because when that cloud of depression comes over, it sucks you in. And when you come out the other side, I've come out of the other side, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm no longer ashamed of what I've experienced. In fact, I'm now so determined that if my experience and what I have felt and those feelings have been really, you know, then hopefully I can shine a light and actually help somebody else mm -hmm. um, with that. So that that that's what I'm going to be doing here and having hopefully having on some, you know, different people, some different guests talking about them, their lives and their experiences and hoping that that resonates with somebody listening. Ooh, bring Echo back. What was that? Who said that? Yeah. The fans are already talking. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a chilled vibe. Um, Something mm -hmm. hopefully that you can just pop on in the car, have mm -hmm. a listen. Um, <laughs> If you've got any questions that you want to ask, if you've got, if there's any topics that anybody wants me to cover, like yes. then come on man just hit me up and say and where can they I'll, hit you up where, the, where can they hit you up Butterflow? hit me up in my dms okay mm -hmm. hit me up in my dms on instagram dm me if there's something that you think i want to hear her talk about this all right and what's the instagram handle for for the people who are coming across you for the first time like, they've happened across spotify and they're like or youtube and they're like oh who's, who's this? this okay this is butterfly 0373 okay okay all right. So you can catch me on, um, yeah, on Instagram. You'll see me doing my thing. Um, but now, now it's time to talk. 2023, we're going to be opening up the can and talking. Um, and I've got a few guests already lined up who want to talk about their journeys and what they've been through Um so the first things that we're going to be tackling off the subjects that I'm going to be hitting up is going to be, um, yeah, comfort eating, mental health. These are things that are very close to my heart. And of course, based on my recent experiences, I want to tackle grief and how grief has um, impacted me, impacts others. Um, and most people at some point in their life will go through that. Um, they may lose um, a parent an aunt, an uncle, somebody that's close to them um, and how those emotions um, and the anxiety that's associated with those things um, can lead to depression um, and, and mental health. And that is something that should not be, we shouldn't be embarrassed about. Um, and so it's like, yeah, let's just lift off some of these taboos and normalize it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, for one, 
I'm looking forward to the next episode and the episodes to come after that and the episodes after that. And I will have my my herbal tea and my peanut crispy bar. Those that know, they know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have that. I have that ready and raring to go. Okay. Right. Yeah. I. I. I'll have a. I'll have some herbal tea, but I'm gonna. I'll, I'm gonna team mine up with a fruit and nut bar. Fruit and nut bar. Those that fruit and the, nut bar. That's the. That's that the know, one. Know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, if you know, you know. Okay. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. But yeah. No. Thank <laughs> you. Um. As like I said, guys, this is just um a very informal intro. Um. Just pre us getting into the beef. All right. Um. And in hitting up the subjects. So. We're going to talk, I think one of my first guest speakers, um, we're going to be talking um, about, yeah, comfort eating, grief. And mm-hmm. the first few things I'm going to talk about, about again, is, is, is it's all related to that. I think that's very relevant and prevalent with what we've gone through in these last couple of years. So we're going to tackle those subjects first. Can't wait. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for um, coming on, guys. Um, spread the word. Let everybody know that Butterfly is about to talk. All right. Um, and if you want to be one of my guests again, hit me up. Say, Debs, I want to come on. I want to talk. This is what I want to talk about. I love a debate, love a debate, love a challenge. Yeah. Love different views, different opinions. So it's it will be me talking and it will be more than one guest. We will we, we, we'll be throwing stuff out there that we can all talk about. Um, and if you want to get involved, hit me up. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> All right, take care.